Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. That means it's time for another a live stream. Welcome, everybody, tuning in live. Welcome, everybody, listening to the podcast. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, welcome, everybody. Great to have you here. It is Thursday. Yes, it's definitely Thursday, November 5th, 2020. And because it's Thursday, we made it through the week, or pretty much to the end of the week. We've been having happy hour every Thursday. Today... I'll be enjoying uh, a shock top beer. Let's go see if I get that in focus for you guys. Shock top, Belgian white. I've never had one of these before, but um, I'm digging the can, and I think I've had shock top before, but I don't know if this is the same flavor that I've had before, if it's new. So uh, we'll take a look. We'll give it a shot for today. Uh, let's see who's here, and uh, let me know what you guys are drinking. Last week I had something non-alcoholic. This week, going with something with a little bit of kick to it. All right. Uh, we've got Kieferification, who's here, says, do the five. Carter VPO says, hey, love Shock Top. Cool, cool. Cheers to all of you. Mm. This is tasty. Mm. I like this a lot. This is really good. It is a, uh, describes itself as a Belgian-style wheat ale brewed with citrus peels and coriander. Yeah, this is pretty much right up my alley. This is the kind of beers that I've been enjoying Pretty much, I, I wanted to say just in the summer, but I like them in the winter. Something weedy, fruity, citrusy. That's kind of what I'm like. I'm digging it. So this is good. Highly recommend this one. This is this is really nice. It is such a nice day here in New Vienna, Iowa. The weather, it's like in the 70s today. Not windy. Not a single cloud in the sky. Unseasonably warm. Just absolutely fantastic. I took my baby... We went and uh, did a uh, grocery and we do like the curbside pickup for the grocery. So we did that and uh, we had the windows open for a part of the trip down there. Part of it we're on like highway. So I don't want to have windows open at highway speed. But when we were like driving through town, we had the windows down. Amazing. And then when it came back, uh, my in-laws were sitting out on the front deck, uh, just enjoying the sunshine, hanging out outside. And my father-in-law was drinking a uh, Sam's 76, which I was like, oh, it's a very fitting beer to have uh, this time uh, like of year or like for what's going on. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm having a I'm having a good day, I think, today. Uh, KCA says, hello from a warm northeast. Long run tomorrow for me. Awesome. Very cool. Glad that you're getting some good weather. Although it looks like from this picture, you're ready for some of the cold stuff. You've got your ski goggles on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do like cold weather, but I will say that this... Uh, Heat wave is welcome. David Prabhu, who's here, says good afternoon all. Chris Yao, working on pot of coffee number two. Ooh, good times. Ooh, that must be a big day or continuation of a big night. Simon N says good evening from the UK. What's going on, Simon? Hopefully you guys are handling. I think today is when you guys start your lockdown number two, right? Uh, hopefully that goes uh, okay. David Lidstone is here from Scotland. Welcome. Good to see you. Inez is here as well. Cool. Martha, good to see you. Philip Bourne says, hello everyone, just sipping some hot tea today after running 21.38k through the dark cold forest. Hmm, good half marathon. That's nice. That's nice. Awesome. Uh, Roadrunner Reviews is here, says hello. What's going on? And he's listening on the way to work. Cool. Yeah, Chris Yao says, full house today and from all over the globe. Cool. Yeah. Welcome everybody. What, what a great group of people. To have here we've got some newer faces and we've got some of the regulars as well welcome everybody it's good to see you guys all john james says hey kofuzi just want to know your thoughts on reeboks you wore the other day 
I actually just wore them to the grocery store today. Although I didn't go in the grocery store, I just drove in them. They are the Reebok Float Ride Grow. It's a sustainable shoe, um, and I really enjoy them. I think that the foam is excellent. It's one of those thinner foams, that, so it's not like a super max cushion feel, but uh, it is surprisingly springy. So I feel like the springiness and cushion, like, you know, ounce for ounce, that number is pretty good. So I, f I really enjoy running in them. Uh, there's a lot more road feel to that in a good way. And the shoe is just nice. I really like it. It's um, the fit on the upper is a little bit relaxed on this grow version. I don't know if it's the material because they're like sustainable or what, but um, the fit is like very comfortable. And but it doesn't feel like what I would think like a normal like comfortable shoe would feel like. It you know it runs like a daily trainer and it feels up top like a max cushion. So it's kind of just nice. I really enjoy it. Now there's non-grow versions like the regular. I think it's I think that's the Reebok Forever Float Ride Energy Two is the um, regular version of those. Now the upper on that I think is a little bit more traditional daily trainer. So I feel like that shoe at the regular MSRP, like the retail price, I think is like a hundred bucks. And I think you can get it on sale in a lot of places now because it's been out for a while. I think it's a really good bargain. So yeah. Uh, Leona Wong is here. Hi everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Cool. Martha's sipping hot tea, uh, hot tea as well today. She did a virtual 5K for the BAA distance medley. Cool. She got two or three done. Check. Awesome. Let's get a little cowbell uh, for that going today. Good job. And boy, she was slowed down by about two tenths of a mile of ice patches. Wow. Finished in 54:41. Well done, Martha. Way to stick through it even with the weather oh wow i i feel like colorado weather is uh just like super bizarre and like borderline random and like capricious because uh, you know you just see in colorado it'll be like like here how it is in iowa today like 73 degrees for the high and then tomorrow for you guys it might snow i mean it's it's like that here in the midwest too where you just get wild temperature swings but there's more of like a malice to it in the Midwest. It's like, oh, you thought you were going to have good weather? Well, let me show you something. Hold my beer kind of thing. In in Colorado, it's just like, I think I'm just going to, it's more like just random. It's like, I think I'm going to be winter today. And then the next day, it's like, I think we're going to try summer for a bit. <laughs> let me know if I'm wrong on that. I've never been to Colorado. I, I can't wait to go once uh, uh, things kind of clear up and conditions improve. So we'll ha I'll have to see and check that out for myself. I can't wait. Daniel M says, Como estas, everybody? What's going on, Daniel? Um, ooh, David Lidstone had a 1,500-meter time trial last night. Good job, David. How did it go? Let us know. The 1,500 meters is, I will have to say that I've never run a 1,500-meter. Um, like, they would talk about it. It was not an event that we ran in high school in New Jersey. But I, I'm aware that some other states ran it. But I never met anyone that ran the 1500 meters, uh, like in high school. And then in college, I we didn't. It wasn't an event that we competed in in college. We did the 1600, which is not the mile, but we always called it the mile. Um, but yeah, yeah. But 
1500 meters if you think about it the 1500 meter makes a lot of sense uh from a from like if you're thinking about like 10k 5k 3k 1500 makes a lot of sense although then you've got like 400 815 you know maybe some maybe sometimes it doesn't make sense but it's like it's a nice it's an odd round number <laughs> but i hope yours went well david let us know how it, got, how it went um bvo01 says did you pick up the brooks ghost 13 i did not and i think that uh the with the brooks ghost i think it's their best-selling shoe by far and i think what that means is they're never really going to change it very much and i ran in the brooks ghost 11 and it just disagreed with me the entire time the 12 millimeter drop the two foams i just it was always trying to get me to do something else and i really wanted to love it because they always make a gtx version and the gtx version always looks great but i just feel like it's going to be the same shoe every time and i didn't love it the first time i tried it so like if they made i hope they don't make like a ghost light or something like that but i think the answer is the uh what Mar martha helped me out with it martha it's the shoe that martha always tells everyone that we should run in is it the revel that one i feel like is the shoe that i it's the brooks shoe that i w really want and so i maybe i'll try that one this year there's still time maybe we'll, maybe if they make a winter version of that then i'd pick that up but the brooks ghost 13 i think i'm probably going to pass on that one Uh, Danny J says, it's been my experience living anywhere near mountains that the weather is often unpredictable. Well, that makes sense uh, because it's just the way, like, if you think about the way air comes over a mountain and you never really know what it's going to do when it comes over that peak, I guess. So it could be unpredictable. Um, yeah, I, I, I really am looking forward to going out west from here, too. Um, not necessarily just Colorado, but, like... Uh, Every time I see a time lapse of clouds coming over like a mountain ridge, I'm always like, I want to shoot a time lapse like that. And uh, I, I look forward to that. Uh, Beth Rutland says, love Colorado. Like most, Tex like most Texans. So sorry, Coloradoans. LOL. That's funny. Um, ooh, JC says, um, had a first run in the Jinji Lightweight Socks and my trusty Ultra Torn 4s. Not bad at all on a 7.3 mile run. I feel like, yeah, Inna says, I, I would think that they would work well with ultra, ultras. I think that's a good pairing. I think that makes a lot of sense. Double uh, XL Asian says, good afternoon, Fuzzy fam. What's going on, Double XL Asian? Welcome. Uh, David Sachs is here as well. Cool. Um, oh, Martha said for her, for her uh, BAA, distance melee, it was a 10K. Um, so very well done, Martha. Good job. Um, let's see. Where is Lidstone? Mm. <laughs> CV76 says there's regular sitting at the bar day. That's a good way to think of it. I like that. I like that. Very cool. Um, Arnold Allen says here in the stream, <laughs> glutes are activated, waiting for the meta racers to come in for my race on Saturday. Cool. What what are you racing on Saturday, Arnold? Hmm. And Mark Trujillo says, guess what? It's raining in Oregon today. I mean, it pretty much rains constantly once you get to like fall and winter in Oregon. Isn't that right? I think that's kind of how it goes. Um, 
<laughs> Daniel M says, singing to the tunes of Cheers theme song. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your pace. <laughs> that's funny. I've never heard that before. That's that's pretty funny. Mr. Random is here from London. What's going on? All right. Okay. Let's see. There was a question about, where'd it go? About Clifton. Oh, uh, John Culliano says, what would you prefer, the New Balance 1080 or the Clifton? Uh, I would prefer the Clifton. I think the 1080 version 10 is a fantastic shoe. Uh, I love the bounciness of it, and I think that it really changed what max cushion shoes are and what it means to be max, or what it could mean to be max cushion. That being said, max cushion shoes still aren't my favorite genre. So I like daily trainers and like the speed shoes. I you know I love the racers as well, but you can only race so much, and so like. Um, I, I'd like, you know, like the tempo day shoes are kind of like my favorite, but, um, daily trainers between a daily trainer and max cushion, I'm almost always going to pick the daily trainer. So I would say I would go with the Clifton, especially the Clifton seven. I like the Clifton seven more than the Clifton six. Um, it was just more immediately enjoyable to me this year. And so that's what I would go with. Okay. David Henry said, just moved to Denver in June and can confirm. Two snowstorms so far, once in September and once in October. Every other day has been 75 and sunny. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. What do we got? Oh, yeah. Martha says, yes, the Revel 4 is the, is the Brooks shoe that we all need to try. Not really, Hank Aaron says, the Brooks Ghost are clunky. They, that's kind of the sensation I got. I got that. Like, There's a couple of shoes like that I get kind of like the it's not a smooth foot strike. It's like a click, 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 click. And that's kind of like the ride ISOs did that to me. Um, I think I talked about that in the wave rider video. I kind of had like that, like slap, slap the two, two touches. And I get that with the Brooks ghost as well. All right. Let's see. Mm. Ross W says, Hey, oh, does anyone know if Saucony is going to make the ride 13 in a GTX version? That's a great question. I have I don't have any idea, but I'm I'm waiting for it. I'm hoping for it because I initially uh, started running in the ride because of the ride 10. They made a GTX version. Now I can't remember if for the ride ISO or the ride ISO 2 if they made GTX versions or not. I didn't really look because I didn't love the ISO versions as much, um, but I did love that ride 10 GTX. I had some sentimental value to it too. I like my first. Uh, I had like my, my half marathon PR was in that shoe from like a winter half marathon and that mar half marathon PR held for a long time. So I really liked the ride 10 GTX, the ride 13 GTX sounds fantastic to me. Um, tomorrow, I think I'm going to ride, run in the ride 13 again. So tomorrow's video, I mean, the knee's feeling better. We're going to try and see how it goes running in the ride 13 again. Um, I'm at like 70 miles in the shoe, so I'd like to get it to 100. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to run in the Saucony shoes like two days in a row, just to give, in case there's still any lingering issues that my knee is experiencing. Um, and, you know, hopefully I'm at a point where I can start reintroducing that. I ran in the Endorphin Pro the other day, but those are very different than like the regular Saucony. So I, I wouldn't expect to have problems with that, but I didn't. And so I felt like that was good. So we'll see. 
Oh, there's a giant truck rolling through. Did you guys hear that? It's like a giant truck rolling through, honking the horn. There is, um, that just happens here for some reason. There's a, like a road right in front of the house, and a lot of trucks go by on it. And from you guys, from, I might remember from like the summer videos, like there's just like lots of truck traffic, especially like right in the mornings when I used to film. I used to film at like around 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. Tons of traffic. But every once in a while, the trucks will come through and just honk their horns a whole bunch. And I'm trying to figure out what that's, who they're honking at, you know? I mean, they're not, I don't, they're not honking at us. And I don't think anyone, like, right around here, I don't think anyone has any political flags in the yard or anything in the yard, really, other than American flags. There's lots of American flags. But um, I don't know what they're honking at. But every once in a while, like, it's a very enthusiastic honk, 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 beep, beep, you know? I don't know. Oh. All right, let's scroll down a little bit. Sorry, I'm behind on some of these comments. Uh, Rain Runner says, I'm on vacay. Maybe I'll have some beer. Cool. I mean, it's a good time. Uh, Miguel Lopez asks, are we getting Alpha Phi review tomorrow? I'm the OG colorway, but waiting until a race. Yeah, I ran in them today. And as a preview, I'll say they're really good. They're really good shoes. I didn't think it was going to be, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I like it. I really like it. It's amazing. Um, effortless is the way that I would describe it. You just you can just c click in and go. It's just amazing. Um, but I'll, yeah, but the video will be coming out tomorrow, so we'll have that. Steve says, "Ooh, hi. The roads tonight, now that they're in lockdown in England, are so quiet. Or in the UK, I can run on the main roads again." Huh. Yeah, because I think that in correct me if you got uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is there isn't like the twice a day like 30 minutes at a time limitation as like last. Time. Wasn't there some sort of weird like exercise limitation last time? I don't think that applies this time, right? So hopefully that makes it a lot more bearable for a lot of people, but also hopefully people don't like abuse it and create problems. But let me know if I've got that one wrong. Um, Martha says, she laughs every time a comment, quote-unquote, corrects glutes to flutes. <laughs> she says, as a flutist, my flutes, she says, I, I do have two, are definitely not activated since last March. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, um, I've noticed that as well. There's definitely a lot of autocorrect that's going on, and I think that's pretty amazing. All right. Trevor Cross is right now waiting on my first pair of vapor flies to arrive. Awesome. That's cool. That's exciting. David Henry said, running in the ring cons as my daily trainer for 50K training block and looking for something with a little more protection for 13 plus mile runs. What would be your pick? Speed Goat 3 for trail, by the way. Um, yeah, I would say for protection in terms of like longer just mileage, if you like the ring cons as a daily trainer, I would go with the Clifton because I feel like that's a really good pairing to go with like speed day, daily trainer, or daily trainer like long run day so that i think would be the first thing that i would look at if you really are liking the rincons um the other thing to think about too if you're looking at stuff for trail and you've already got the speed goat three you want something a little bit more cushion compared to the rincon the torrent two might be something to think of as in between the rincon in terms of like a speed road shoe and the speed goat as like a more like hard trail shoe 
I think the torrent might also be something to consider. Uh, right. Arnold says, oh, his race on Saturday. He says he's got a 10-mile race with a group run in Austin. So that sounds like fun. I have a race series called One for All. Four races with the number one in them. One, ah, a mile, a 10K, a 10-mile, and a 13.1. Oh, that sounds like fun. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, I like, I'm liking more and more, like, just uh, non-conventional, like, race events and things that are, like, series or, like, multiple-day events, adventures, things like that are just really appealing to me now. And that sounds like fun. Because it's like, I don't know, it's just, that's a wide variety of distances. Sounds fun. Good luck. Um, <laughs> Scott Stroll said, just finished a 10K fartlek. Just wanted to hear you say it. There you go, fartlek. Am I saying it funny? I thought that, I mean, I don't think I'm saying it funny, but maybe I am. Maybe some, are other countries saying it differently? I don't know. Um, Aaron Davis says, Kofuzi, I'm curious what you think the biggest opportunity is in the running YouTube space right now. What content is missing? Um, what's missing is female YouTubers, just generally. Um, especially in like the half marathon, maybe to the marathon space, but in the half marathon space. Um, I, cause there are like female ultra runners. They aren't making like a ton of content, but there's people that are in like the trail running community that I think kind of cover that. Not to say that it's a flooded market there either, but, um, I think that someone, cause I think that's where a lot of the growing numbers in terms of new female runners are. I'm not a race director, so I don't know, but my sense from going to races is that that's where a lot of people are, are, are a new, like first time racers are coming. So I think that's a big space. I'm not sure that that helps you, Aaron, um, in terms of, I'm guessing and with your name, Aaron, you're not a female runner, but, um, other than that, I think that, uh, like really small niche running is something that I think can, has an opportunity to take off. And by that, I don't mean like, you know, someone that like juggles while they run or something weird like that. But I think, um, foreign language YouTube channels, I think have a real big opportunity to explode, especially in like run crazy areas, like in Brazil. Well, I mean like Tenacerato, for example, he's killing it down there. And then, um, uh, people in like Southeast Asia or Asia in general, like, I just think that there could be a ton of demand for a native, like, um, like Thai running channel. And there are, um, but there aren't, as far as I know, I mean, maybe it's just that I'm not following them, people that are doing it like on a daily basis. And so, um, cause I get questions all the time, like, Hey, can you tell me a good running shoe that's on, on, on under like however many thousands of rupees? And I'm like, Root, root, India? You're asking about Indi India? And I'm like, I don't know what's for sale there. I don't know which companies do or don't ship there. And I certainly don't know what things cost there. So I can't answer any of those questions. But I feel like if someone put out like a video in like Hindi and it was like, here are like five awesome shoes under like whatever the equivalent would be of like 90 bucks, but in local currency over there, there's a billion people there. I think that's a really big opportunity. Same thing in China, same thing in just Southeast Asia. There's people that are running all over, all over, and they're just starving for content. 
I think stuff in native language uh, is probably the biggest opportunity. Again, I don't know if that helps you at all, Aaron, but, um, but I think that the overall advice I would give everyone is, um, you know, kind of like uh, the video version of write what you know, is like make videos about what you are, right? And so, um, you know, I wrote about, I made videos about like city running because I'm not a trail runner and I didn't have trails available to me in Chicago when I started. I didn't, we didn't have a car. So like I had the lakefront. So I made a lot of videos about the lakefront, you know, and I made a lot of videos about run commuting. So that's kind of like what I did. I didn't have access to shoes and I wasn't buying a ton of shoes in the beginning. So I, what I did have was a lot of shoes that had a bunch of miles on it. So I made videos with what does a shoe look like and behave like after a bunch of miles on it. I've gotten away from that because I don't get to put a bunch of miles on one shoe anymore. I mean, I suppose I could, I just haven't been. Um, and I keep thinking maybe I should return to that. But, um, you know, uh, use your kind of limitations as your strengths and figure and, and go from there. Um, let's see. Uh, right. Jody says, I would love, I would like to see more short film running content, Aaron. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Steven Gerzor says, urban running. <laughs> Not really. Karen says jugglers are offended now. Um, are there a lot of juggling runners? I see it every marathon. There's always someone juggling while they run. But I don't know. Why don't they have... I don't understand, though, why they don't... Maybe I guess they can't hold a GoPro. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the limitation. It's like you can't juggle and run and hold a GoPro at the same time. Um... Yeah, trail running with trail running South Tyrol says female ultra runners. I don't know many ultra trail runners with regular content are a rarity per se. Yeah, I mean like Sarah Place, uh, she's been putting out a lot of stuff. Um, I, I mean I don't know like I'm not gonna like uh, evaluate her like ultra or trail bona fides, but um, you know she puts out a lot of ultra content. And then um, oh I'm going blank on her name, but she does all the fell running. And she's been uh, an editor for all sorts of trail running magazines for a long time. Uh, I just I was on her live stream a little while ago, and she was on one of mine. And I'm trying to blank on her name, but she does a ton of reviews. Um, and then, well, like Ginger Runners, why they're married now, right? They're, his wife. Um, she does content as well. But like, you know, one of the things that she talked about recently on a live stream was. Like she kind of like pulled back. I feel like she pulled back a little bit, or at least she took her account off Strava, because I think that, you know, basically when she was on there, she was like a lot of dudes were mansplaining running to her, and it got really like intense, and so she that kind of pushed her away. And I think that's a very common thing that happens to a lot of female voices in the running YouTube space and the running social media space. And so I think that's, you know, something that happens a lot. Um. Yeah, Philip Bourne saying, yeah, Sarah Place. She's one, for sure. Uh, yeah. All right, what else we got here today? Christina Lopez says, I watched some videos of people running 100 miles, and it gave me anxiety. It's incredible what people are capable of. I was just this morning watching uh, Ryan Clayton's uh, No Business 100 video, and... Um, I don't think I, I still don't think 
like watching that it was a good video it was a lot of fun i watched it the whole way through definitely captivating beautiful scenery it looked like a lot of fun for someone else to do but i just don't like it's the night part that like really gets me with the 100 mile race i think i can well i think i'm gonna do a 50 mile race at some point or at least a 50 mile run um I think the knee's getting stronger. I think I'm ready to, not yet. I'll do the 10K time trial first, and then maybe we'll start thinking about some adding some mileage. But, um, like, I can envision, like, a 50-mile race, but a 100-mile race just seems, you got to run all the way through the night. And that, um, that's not appealing to me at all. It just seems so miserable to run, like, through the night. But, like, if you're doing 100 miles, I mean, if you're doing 50 miles, what's that, like, 10, 12 hours, something like that? You start early and you finish, maybe you finish at night, right? But you're not running through the night. So, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Jeff Elliott says, Sandy Night Paper. That's true. She, she's put on a lot of content. I watched a lot. She made a lot of glute videos. And I've watched them all. Very helpful. Oh, uh, Lucas Lully Campos says, best channel in Brazil for shoe reviews is Programa Folego. I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to take a look. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wild Ginger Running is what I'm wanting to say. That's for sure. Yeah, that's it. Wild Ginger Running. She's so nice. She's so nice. Um, but, yeah. And she's, she's like, um, a trail running trivia, like, encyclopedia. She knows her. Like, it's, a, it's amazing. Like, you can be like, what was the previous? The like, the FKT for the something-something, like, was broken three years ago. What was it before that? You know, like, she'll, and she'll know the answer. It's it's just, I don't understand that. It's just crazy. All right, David Litstone says, endorphin speed or Zoom Fly 3 for 5K? I would go the endorphin speed. I think it's a lighter shoe, and I just enjoy it a lot more than the Zoom Fly 3. Oh, Recycle on Wednesday says, Viv's Vibe is a trail ultra channel. She posts pretty regularly and is awesome. Oh, I'll have to check that out too. So Viv's Vibe and then something Filego. I'll have to look at those when we get done here. Trail Running South Tyrell says, The night is not so bad. I was scared of it too, and this year I ran two races starting at 10 p.m. I suppose starting at 10 p.m., I could deal with that maybe. But, you know, that also... The other thing might be maybe I just need to run in a pack when I do that. So that way, like, I'm with a group of people. I think if I were with a group of people, I'd be fine. I think that if I were running throughout the night by myself, I would definitely hallucinate. And I don't even think it would take me that long. I think it would take me, like, two hours before I'm like, I, I'm hearing a dragon chasing me, and it's got a fish in its mouth. And I don't know what that means, but I have to poop. Like, that's what would happen to me after just, like, two hours. Like, you know. Like 10 miles in that's that's <laughs> and i'd be like i gotta stop i just feel like that's what would happen to me i don't know why the night running terrifies me so much i've run at night before i've done like ragnar relays like where i've done the night run and i've been fine um but i just like i don't know like when i was out in phoenix the last time i was out in phoenix i went out there and um it's the i've been to phoenix so many times and it's never rained before but the last time i went in i think it was february or march right before everything shut down it rained every single day and i went running in the morning before like my work conference that i was there for and it was pitch black every single run the entire time and i forgot a headlamp 
and running through like those desert hills and rocks, I just felt like I was having like a vision quest every day and it was never good. I just had such a bad time with it. I, I, yeah, I swore off trail running for a while because of that. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't think people would have to, tur you know, twist my arm too much to get me to do like a night race, but it's not, it's not my, not my favorite. Christina Lopez says it's the loss of sodium that freaks me out with those hundred mile ones. I can't remember what video it was, but someone's shirt had just straight salt stuck to the inside. <laughs> that sounds miserable. Yeah, I mean, what I do enjoy about the prospect of like a hundred mile run, it's like at that distance. It feels like it's half running competition, half eating competition, and like in a but a really strange eating competition where like you have to also run 100 miles while eating, and I'm like that intrigues me a lot because I feel like I've got a pretty strong stomach. Like um, before, uh, like between college and like my 30s. I took a very long, basically in my 20s, I took a very long hiatus from running. And I always felt like my superpower then was that I have a steel gut. That, like, I can just eat terrible food, or a lot of food, or gross food, or unique or esoteric food. And I would just enjoy it, and I'd be fine. So, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where, like, I'll do it, and all of a sudden I realize, oh... This is my calling, <laughs> but I don't know. <sighs> uh, Stephen Gersdorf said, can you do an eight-hour marathon each day for four days in a row with no recovery? I don't think I could. That's a lot. Preston Booker says, have you been running in the nerve insoles? I haven't run them in a while. They're, they're over there. They're back there. I still want to do the flat road test and see, like, in real time, like, uh, my foot strike and see what that looks like. But I just haven't, haven't gotten around to it. I got a lot of watches, and those are always really time-consuming and very distract. It's hard to do like multiple things at the same time when you're also testing a watch. So I've like it's just been really hard. But I'm not currently testing any new watches right now. So we'll see. Maybe it's time to revisit. Maybe I'll do it. Oh, maybe I'll put them in the rides for tomorrow. But then that might also screw things up. Hmm. Maybe I'll put them in for tomorrow. Well, yeah, that's a good idea, Preston. Or not, I know you weren't suggesting it, but that makes it's a good reminder. Hmm. Um, Frank Lahoy says, as far as night running, I trip enough in the day. <laughs> yeah, someone commented today in the um, Fresh Foam War Trail video. Excuse me, a little bit of burp in there. Um, that uh, in in the city, I just stomp through puddles, and then in the trails. I kick trees and roots, and so I just am a clumsy runner. I'm a bull in a china shop, and uh, so maybe night running is not for me. <laughs> Jody says the hundred mile is really about <clears throat> is really about the mind over body. The night part may uh, many racers allow a pacer, and you are so fatigued. The night is not so bad. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that is like one of those lies that people tell you. So that way you'll sign up for their event too. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Mark Jankoko says, even 50 miles just seems so impossible for myself. It's so far. I mean, not for, just for you, for everybody. It's far. It's a far distance. 50 miles is no joke. Yeah. 
says <laughs> D76 says has consumed a lot of glute videos. Oh, I yeah, I have. I've watched a lot of the glute videos. Even then, however, there's still so many that are out there. There are a ton of glute videos, uh, and I'm probably going to add to them by making my own, but there's a lot of glute videos out there. And so I, I want to say like I've seen them all, but I haven't. I haven't. All right. Qdio Scar. I think that's how you say that. Says, uh, okay, let's settle this. Base A6 alternative to Nike Pegasus, the Nova Blast? I would say so. I haven't tried the Dyna Blast. People really like that one too. Um, but I would say either the Nova Blast, but it doesn't, it feels very different than the Pegasus. It's super squishy. Because, especially this year with the Peg 37 being React Foam and being a bit stiffer. I might say that the best ASICS alternative to the Pegasus is the Evo Ride. Now, the Evo Ride, I don't really like as a daily trainer. I only like it at speed, like speed work, tempo, threshold, intervals, things like that. But the Peg 37, I didn't love as a daily trainer. I felt like it always wanted to go a little bit faster than easy pace. So maybe it is an appropriate comparison. KCA says, as far as a 100 mile distance, Western States is a bucket list race for sure. I think um, the one reason I would want to do a 100 mile race is um, because then when you do one, a lot of them you get a belt buckle. And I just think that it would really weird a lot of people out around here in Iowa if I was like wearing a belt buckle around and they're like, you can't wear a belt buckle that big if you didn't win it. And I'd be like, oh, but I did. And they'd be like, you went on a rodeo? I'm like, no, no, no. I ran 100 miles, and that's how I got this belt buckle. I don't know if people will get mad at that or, or give that respect. I'm not sure. I think mad. <laughs> so I, I do like that about 100-mile uh, races. I, I, I'm digging the culture. I'm digging the ultra trail race culture. Um, I think that's what I'm basically trying to say. Um, Mark Davidson says, running through the night is okay. Watching the dawn rise is fantastic. Yeah, that I think would be, I mean, I've done lots of pre-dawn, like before dawn runs. I've done sunrise runs and it's definitely great, but I can definitely imagine that running like through the night to see the sun rise again has, takes on a special kind of meaning. So I can see that. I could see that that would be awesome. All right, David Lisson says, just started a running channel inspired by you and Seth. I see that some people have already been subscribing, so let's go check, everyone, let's go check that out. Um, I'll, put a, I'll put a link in the description after we're done here. Um, awesome. Uh, David Henry says, Courtney DeWalter makes a handful of videos a year, mostly with her sponsor, Solomon, that are very well done. I think she partners with Jamil Curry quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that the other thing that's great, I think, about trail running is that it really lends itself to uh, running and GoProing at the same time, or like running and filming. Uh, I think may partially because maybe because I think there's two reasons for that. One, the paces are a little bit slower um, because you're doing 50 miles with elevation and not like a flat and fast 26.2. I think the other thing is like you're already wearing stuff, you've got gear on, and so like putting a GoPro in like a sleeve pocket isn't like a huge deal. And so even when I was watching Rand Clayton's No Business 100 video, 
you know, he was filming the whole time. I think he runs with an Osmo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, like, you know, in the footage that he had, uh, there were other people, like, running. Like, they would pull a phone out of their back zipper pocket, take some pictures, take some selfies, and then, like, just keep running. So I feel like, I feel like that's really cool about uh, ultra running as well. Um, like, whenever you see the start of an ultra race, it's always super exciting because there's the racers and then there's always the people that are filming the race and sometimes they're like running with a gimbal in front of like the leaders there's just it just there's so much like fanfare to it and i really enjoy that uh and i do enjoy like the videos uh with with courtney Walter in it too because she's kind of you know she's amazing um yeah <laughs> neat penguin says you'll fall asleep running before you start thing seeing things is that the order of events? Is that how it goes? I think that like my overactive imagination and just general jumpiness, I, <laughs> I think that I would start seeing. I mean, I've started. I've I've seen things during a marathon. So, I mean, I I, I don't think it takes much for my mind to be like, screw it, we're just gonna start showing you stuff now. <laughs> yeah, heavy set go says dragons in PB pants city for Kofuzi. Yeah, I, yep. For sure, for sure. Um, Danny J says, My bath is cold and my toes are wrinkly. I need to get out but can't move. Hmm. That's cool, Danny. You got you got this going on in, in a, a silken tub? That's cool. Uh, Raymond says, This chat is somehow making me hungry, even if Kofuzi isn't talking about it. I think that you're just, uh, like, you're conditioned now at this point. Maybe my voice for, like, hundreds and maybe even thousands of people is just now like you hear me talking and I just say, yo, what's going on? And be like, ooh, I could go for some pizza right now. Any donuts in the house? <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening. <laughs> Recycle on Wednesday says, I don't even know where to run at night. All the trails I live near close at sundown. I probably just live in the wrong place. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, most All the parks around here close uh, at sunset. Although, a lot of, like New Wine Park, the, the place that I ran for the... Um, uh, fresh from more trail video today um, technically is doesn't open till seven but there's a campground there so like people can be there like uh, at all times um, and so like there is a gate that they can close so that way like you know they can kind of like you know close and open the park but it's, I've never seen it closed and I've gotten there as early as like six before maybe 5 30 I think so way before like the, the park opened. So it's not like it's super, super strict. Um, and I'm trying to think of some of the other parks that we've been to around here with the girls, even ones that I haven't run in, but we've gone like hiking in. It's the same, but maybe that's just Iowa, how it is in Iowa. Like all the parks have campgrounds. So like most of them do have hours, but they're not really enforced. And even by the lakefront in Chicago, the lakefront in Chicago is a little bit different. The hours are like, you know 30 minutes before and after like dawn and dusk but um they don't really enforce it but i think that it is patrolled so like i think if you're running i don't i've never had a problem with it you know running at all sorts of weird hours but um i think if but I, you know what i also see like frequently like in the summer like groups of young people that are like have been partying all night and then drive to the lakefront and finish their like handle of tequila watching the sunrise. So that's a pretty common sight that I see. Um, to have a tequila sunrise, you know, get it? 
Um, I think I think that's the I think that's what they're doing. And so, uh, so sometimes it's like you know patrolled, and sometimes it isn't. But yeah, training to run at night would be difficult. I think for a lot of people, for like safety reasons, but also just like where are you gonna go to do that? Um, Lucas Hustecki says thoughts on Boston Nine versus Nova Blast for a next daily trainer. Like the look of them both. Um, I think that if you like a low stack height shoe, then uh, I would go with the Boston Nine for a daily trainer. But for most people, I'd probably pick the Nova Blast as the daily trainer. The Boston 9, I don't think is really like classically a daily training shoe because it's a little bit thin and it likes to go fast. So like when you're going slower, it's not as great, um, but you can certainly do it. So I think that that's kind of how I would pick. I feel like the Nova Blast has a lot more range than the Boston 9 does. The Nova Blast, you can take on super, super long runs. You can take it for your fast runs, but uh, maybe not on a track day. And so that's where I think the Boston Nine would edge it out. But um, so uh, I would probably pick Nova Blast, but you know there's still room for either one. Um, all right, let's do uh, a couple more, and then um, we'll get going. Lucas Lily Campo says, "Check out the footage up here from Programma Falego. You'll get crazy about the shots." All right, cool. Um, Last Filt says, what's the longest you've run? 50K. I've done it once. That was enough. <laughs> well, I did it, and then I did like a 30-mile run, which is not quite 50K. Um, I did that earlier this year, and I think that's kind of what messed up my knee. Well, part of the things that messed up my knee. But um, then I did like, I was doing like a 100-mile week in there, and I don't know if that's before or after the, the FKT. I don't know. But this year, I definitely did a lot of mileage. But um, 50K is as far as I've gotten. Google Phone asks, if you had to do an ultramarathon, uh-oh, what happened? I think I lost the camera for some reason. Really? All right, I'm going to finish answering this question, and I'm, I think it's a good sign to go. I don't know why the camera just died, but I think you guys can still hear me. Google Phone asks, if we had to do an ultramarathon on the road, 50K, which shoe would you recommend? Not looking to break world record, just trying to finish injury-free. Um, one that I would really like would be the Fuel Cell TC. I've just been loving that shoe. It's super spongy. It's got that carbon fiber uh, bump to it, and I really like it. I did my Road 50K in the Carbon X, which I thought was also a good choice, but that Profly X foam is a bit firm. So um, I think a, uh, a Vaporfly 4% would also be good. I think the Vaporfly 4% is a little bit squishier than the next percent i think the next percent is just a tiny bit stiffer so i'd rather have the uh four percent for it um the atreyu artist i think would also be a really great choice for it as well and let's see what else um and then for 50k i mean i think a really good daily trainer would also be a good choice too you don't have to go carbon fiber plate on it so like if you got something that's more comfortable like a ride 13 a clifton 7 i think those would also be some pretty good choices as well all right sorry about the camera going out guys i know that's super amateur hour but i don't know why it's doing that but it <laughs> did that uh but i figure it's a good time to end it anyway tomorrow's video is going to be about the alpha fly and then we'll do another live stream 3 p.m in the afternoon um in the meantime be safe out there everybody I don't know. I know you guys can't see me, but I did wave at the camera like I always do when I sign off. So I'm still waving at you guys. Hopefully you guys are staying safe out there and uh, I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks, everybody.